Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentoring Moment, I wanted to share that I'm accepting seven new mentees in the April cohort of the Mentor Me Accelerator. In the Mentor Me Accelerator, we'll work together to help you leverage the skills that you already have to make more money and have more impact in your career. And the Mentor Me Accelerator is a really unique program because we're very focused on helping you really understand exactly what you're good at, also understand what you're not so good at, and use those strengths and weaken the weaknesses so that they don't get in the way of accelerated career growth. I like to think of your career development as a plane taking off. You want to thrust with the things that you're good at, and you want to make sure the baggage of what you're not good at isn't weighing you down so your plane can't get off the ground. So that's why in the Mentor Me Accelerator, we use a framework. The exact framework that we use to advance your career is posted on my website at mentor-me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. It's on the homepage. And if you scroll down to Mentor Me Framework, you'll be able to see the eight sessions that we go through from sharpening your strengths and weakening your weaknesses to your material review and refinement to interview and negotiation strategy and even how to manage up and lead from where you are. We'll do that and more in your career development to make sure that you have an exact framework to help your plane or your career take off. If you are a professional woman who's tired of DIY and slow career growth, and you really need something that's going to accelerate you in a meaningful way, then I invite you to apply to the accelerator. Again, you can do so right on my website at mentor-me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. I'm so excited for the seven women that I'll serve in April, helping them make more money and have more impact. If you want to make sure that's you, then apply today at mentor-me.org. This week in Mentoring Moment, I wanted to talk about people-pleasing and the work that I've had to do to stop jumping through hoops and start making moves in my life and in my career. I think that it was instilled in me in an early age to like respect my elders and to do what I was told and to listen before I speak or do And I feel like those are really good strategies to teach a child, right? Like children don't have lots of life experience. They don't, they need support and guidance, like if left to their own devices, right? Like they might not make the best decisions. But now that I'm at my big grown age, those strategies no longer work. And I think that oftentimes we let things from our childhood or we were captivated, right, by things from our childhood. And we take that wisdom, right, that might have worked for us when we were eight or 10 or 12 or 15 or even in our early 20s. And we apply it lifelong. And one of the things that I've started to recognize is that it simply cannot be applied lifelong. We have to be much more intentional about doing work on releasing the people-pleasing nature of our childhood and start making grown people moves. And by grown people moves, like it's not like there's an age in which you are suddenly skilled to know what to do to handle an issue, right? Like there are, there's no one age, but I think that if you're a listener of this podcast, you're old enough and grown enough to make moves, right? To make your own decisions, to be intentional about the decisions that you're making. 
And instead of being a people pleaser, one of the things, and instead of being a people pleaser and being like really focused on twisting and contorting yourself and hoping that people like you or they want you or they, that they see you, that they understand you instead of doing all of that, I've just really prioritized making the moves I want to make and advancing my life and my career in the ways that I want to do it. And it's not like to hell with everyone else. It's not like that at all, but it is like, you know what? I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to, I'm going to prioritize what I want, what I desire. I'm going to prioritize what people think who are actually in my life every day in a way, not just like things that I once knew or once understood from my childhood. Like I'm going to prioritize what matters now. I'm going to be thoughtful about making decisions that are aligned with my future, right? Like I do a lot of work around like what would future me say? What would future me do? You know, what would I do if I didn't, you know, think I had limits? Like, what would I know is available to me if I didn't get crippled or handicapped by other people's thoughts of me and other people's perceptions of me and other people's perspectives on me, right? Like, what would I do if I was making moves? And what I would do if I was making moves is I would not be stuck, right? Like, I would be walking toward my goals, my intentions. I would be making moves. I would be partnering. I would be investing. I would be asking for help. I would be like doing that work. I wouldn't be stuck. And so like unapologetic me has sort of come a long way, right? Unapologetic me most recently has been really essential about not having a bridal party. Like I have so many women in my life who I love and I don't need any of them to all wear the same dress on my wedding day or sort of have to spend lots of money on me and on like being there for me. Like I want them to be there. I want them to enjoy themselves. I want them to feel special on that day too. But I don't, I just didn't want it to be a heavy lift. I guess you would say having an intimate and extravagant wedding with my partner. Like that was unapologetic. Like People always talk about like, I can't believe these people spend this much money on a wedding or I would just go get married down at the courthouse or blah, 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 blah. I think people have so many opinions when it comes to weddings, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just super intentional about like, like being unapologetic about what I want and what I desire and what my partner and I are prioritizing in this season of our life. And yeah, for us, that's definitely not other people's thoughts. <laughs> um, working full time in education and running a professional development company. Like those are things that I enjoy. Those are things that I'm so proud to do. And I think that for so many entrepreneurs, the goal is to quit their job. They hate working. That's never been a goal of mine. I love to work. <laughs> and for so many people who work, they're like, well, I don't have time to do anything else. Or they consider their entrepreneurial pursuits a side hustle. My business is not a side hustle. This is not something I do on the side. I'm fully integrated as a business owner. I'm fully integrated as an employee. I do both full time and I'm unapologetic about that. I show up fully in both spaces in a meaningful, intentional way. And I'm going to continue to do that for as long as I can. And then raising my hand and asking for help and hiring help instead of killing myself, wasting time and money trying to DIY. I'm unapologetic about asking for help. I'm unapologetic about offering help. I'm unapologetic about hiring help, right? Like I see hiring, like I see me buying back my time as the greatest way to use my money. Like if someone else can help me, if I can pay somebody to help me do it faster, better, more efficiently and use my skills to do the things I do well, then that's a good investment, right? Like if someone else can do it better or faster or more efficiently than me, then I'm always going to pay them to do it just because my time is so valuable and I don't have time to waste. And so I'm not going to waste 
Like it'd take me three times as long to do some things than it would just take somebody else. So why not buy my time back? And that's how I think about investing. Like, and I invite you to think about that when it comes to like investing in your career. Like, yes, you could probably go out and job search using the strategies that you, you know, have picked up from Google or from someone that you have in your life right now. And yeah, it might take you six months to find a new job and you might get a 20 $5,000 salary increase, or you could work with me and in eight weeks secure the same thing, right? And so when it comes to investing in yourself and investing, like it's about time and money because now you have a higher salary, you're bringing in that money every month rather than you doing it by yourself and it taking so much longer and you leaving so much money on the table. And so- yeah, I'm just unapologetic about that. I'm always going to ask for help. I'm always going to hire help. I'm I'm not going to waste time just because time, I just don't have time to waste. And so those are things, some things that are coming up for me around people pleasing. And I think that a lot of people are like, you just got to be a strong black woman. You just got to do it by yourself. You just got to make it work. I'm not going to make it work. I'm going to hire someone else to do the work to make it work (laughs) whenever I can. Like that's always the hashtag goal for me. And so if that resonates with you, if you're like, you know what? I really do want to hire some help. You know what? I really do not want to do this thing. That's maybe a tradition, but I want to buck the system. Like I really do want to do more in my life and in my career and other people's opinion about if I should be doing more just doesn't matter to me as much. Like if that's where you are in your life and your career, I definitely just want to honor that. I just want to say, I see you and that like the things that you want and desire for your career are available to you and you don't have to succumb to people pleasing to, to get the things that you want. And I digress. And last but not least is TVT. And this week, I want to talk about the home edit. I am literally obsessed. Learned about this show. I don't even know from where, like who was the first person to see it. I can't, I don't even know. But to show it to me. But I started watching it on Netflix when season two came out over the past week. And now I've watched seasons one and two. And I'm just literally obsessed. I want so desperately to like edit my entire house, edit everything that I've ever owned. I want to um, clean out every drawer. I want to throw away everything. Like over the last week, I've like completely cleaned out my closet make sure I had all the same hangers, threw away a a ton of stuff, just really committed to editing my entire life. And I love it. And it's just been so beautiful. And then the one of the leads on the show, and and just to be clear, Home Edit is a show um, about organizing on Netflix. They have an organization company that I think is actually, I don't know where it's out of, but they have locations all over the country now. And the owner's our two friends who developed this company together. They have a couple of books. Now they have the Netflix special. And actually one of the owners, Clea just announced that she was having a double mastectomy after sharing that she um, has breast cancer. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really touching and beautiful show and story and sort of learning about that has been really beautiful. The show, learning about the show has been really beautiful and just seeing her journey um, as a woman who um, is experiencing cancer in this way. She's just been such a light. I don't know. She's just been such a, like a woman who really, who's been honest and vulnerable about what she's experiencing and just, it's so clear to me that she's like very uh, like self-aware and that's really beautiful. And then just like clear bins and baby bins are also really beautiful. So, and you'll get that joke if you uh, watch the show. So if you're not watching Home Edit, you should watch it. It's on Netflix and just, yeah, really love the show. Really love the leads of the show, Clea and Joanna. And 
let me know if you are a home ec- um, organizing freak, like, let me know if like we're one in the same there. Let me know if you um, are a spring cleaner. Like I definitely use their strategies to spring clean. And that was just so much fun. And then, yeah, let me know if there's anything that you like are very sentimental about when it comes to your spring cleaning. Like, let me know if you're a sentimental type of girl uh, that you hold on to like every piece of paper, every card, every, everything. Or if you're like, throw it all away. I hate clutter. I'm a little bit sentimental, but I like my sentiments to be in a box or like be, you know, put away. Like I don't like them to be out. So that's where I am. That's where I fall on that scale. But yes, definitely check out the home edit on Netflix. It's been a fun watch for me. And now I'm in a home organizing spiral and I just literally cannot get out. So there, that's also me. Thanks for uh, listening to this week's episode of School and Life. This is a great time for you to tell a friend about School and Life. School and Life podcast will be celebrating its fifth year, five years in the podcast game this year. It's a really exciting time for um, me as a podcaster, five years of commitment to the show. And I'm so excited to be able to continue to do this work. If you love the show, like I said, share it with a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We love that. And if you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, make sure you email us at hello at schoolandlifepod.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at schoolandlifepod.com. Thanks for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.